President Trump now being slammed by medical experts after leaving his hospital room to drive past supporters. Getting in an SUV to go on a joyride while you are infected with coronavirus um, really just can hurt and endanger and cause more work for the people around the president. You're battling a deadly virus that has killed over 200,000 of your countrymen and continues to spread like wildfire. But you need a ride. Introducing Achuber, the first ride-sharing service for contagious COVID patients. Simply place a ride request from your hospital bed, and Achuber will be there in minutes. Our drivers have made their peace with God and are willing to sacrifice their lives so that you can wave at some people. And with a Chuber pool, you can share a ride with other disease vectors like an Ebola monkey and a rabid badger. And passengers who feel really sick can get even more space with the all-new Achuber XL option. Make sure to give your driver one star, five stars, or a severe respiratory illness. It won't be long before they're on a ride of their own. Ah, 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 Achuber! We're all about driving, not surviving. You found the place for trans substantiation. The Brit Summers Show. WWNN. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live from the deep, deep red state of Florida, because uh, we've got coronavirus coming out our ass. We're a hotspot, but not quite as big a hotspot as the White House is right now, but it's pretty bad here. How bad? We don't care. Nobody seems to care enough to care, which has always been the way down here. Listen, I, I've been trying to stay current, and it, it occurred to me that no matter how hard I try, even, okay, this is a pre-recorded show, if you didn't know that already, but uh, I, I try to wait till the last minute of the week. I've got to get this in the can for the radio station by at least Friday. And, well, I can't predict the future and it's like you have to predict the future every 10 minutes not like every year uh so whatever happens between the time i do this show and whatever because it occurred to me if i did it live it would be irrelevant the minute i signed off things change that fast and there's just it's impossible to keep up uh even if you had a 24-7 show going like a marathon, you'd still be, whatever you talked about the hour before, it would be irrelevant. Like uh, Dr. Mengele in, in Georgia. That disappeared with everything else going on. With uh, Trumpolini on the balcony there. Oh my God. We have a fucking maniac. A maniac. Running around inside the White House, infecting everybody contaminating our White House, contaminating it. And that, that quack doctor he's got, the, the, the naval officer who, I don't know how he glided into the medicine. I can assure you everything is fine. <laughs> uh, uh, nothing to see here. Uh, can you show us his lung scans? Oh, I can't do that. Uh, let's think forward, shall we? Let's not go backwards. Can you imagine that guy? Would, would, would anybody want him to be their doctor? Can you imagine? Doctor, I have chest pains. Uh, I lost my vision and I got the uh, green apple quick step. What's wrong with me? Oh, you're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, we're fine. Hey, doctor, why did you cut my leg off? Oh, let's not go backwards. 
<laughs> Even Dr. Fibes was less frightening. This guy, Sean Connolly. No, 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 not that. <laughs> not even close. Not this wimp sissy. Not even close. He's not even half as manly as, as one of uh, Sean Connery's forearm hairs. There's a lot of those. Sean Connolly. Nothing to see here. Everything is fine. <laughs> Let's not go backwards. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. Uh-huh. Yes, Mazza. Yes, Mazza. I do's what you say, Mazza. John Conley. I want to get out of here. I want to get out of this hospital. I want to come out of hero. And I want a big, big music behind me. When they film it, and, and I'll go on the balcony like uh, Mussolini, and, and uh, I'll, I'll do uh, all kinds of things while I'm trying hard to breathe. <laughs> Don't cry for me, Miss Argentina, who was in my beauty contest and I got to feel her tits. He needs a straitjacket. A straitjacket. He needs to be restrained and sent to a rubber room. Politics aside, election aside, this is an insane, barely human thing that's running wild, out of control, with no one around him to, with no parents around. Just surrounded himself with yes people, and by the way, he's running out of everybody. He no longer has a chiefs of staff. He no longer has a staff. He's running out of uh, uh, maids and butlers, which I'm sure that part he liked. Uh, he's running out of... Uh, no one's showing up for work there. And you can't blame him. Well, you can blame him for working there to begin with, for that administration. But no, apparently they value their lives enough to, to not show up. And I'm waiting for others to drop like a fly. Come on, Bill Barr. You know you got something wrong. Come on, Bill Barr. <laughs> Please. You know he won't make it. That tub of laud. Oh, he, he's got uh, comorbidities. He invented comorbidities, that guy. He's just plain fucking morbid, that guy. Bill Barr. Come on, fatso, get that COVID going. Take a deep breath. <laughs> then the cycle will be complete. I mean, Stephen Miller. Tom Tillis. Not to be confused with Mel Tillis. Who turns out to be a wife beater anyway. I can assure my constituents I had never laid a hand on her. Yeah, you did. You beat the shit out of your ex-wife. He's another evil prick. Sayonara to you, Tom Tillis. But there he is on out in the balcony doing his Mussolini act. And I don't, of course he doesn't have any rudimentary understanding of history whatsoever, so... He just thinks, Mussolini was a great leader. And he doesn't know how it ended up for him. Oh, how sweet that would be. I was talking to a friend of mine about that. <laughs> and I mentioned it on my show. Remember what happened to Mussolini? What happened to him? Oh, well, let's see. <laughs> they dragged him out into the street and hung his ass and his mistress. They hung them both upside down. Oh, and the Italians, they did it right. Because if you look at the footage of when they hung Mussolini upside down in the town square, I look like a gas station where they did it. The Italians got all dressed up for the occasion. And if you look at the footage, you'll see one guy's wearing an ascot and a sport coat. <laughs> so I'm talking to my friend. He said, ascot and a sport coat? I'd put on a full custom tailored suit and tie for that occasion if it was Trump. And what they did, they hung him upside down. They spat upon him, kicked his brains in, kicked his head in. He was uh, unrecognizable. And you could see, just go online, Google Mussolini. And those are the pictures that'll come up. You'll see the pictures of him with his grandiose stand on the uh, balcony and then hanging upside down with spittle and puke and vomit all over his face. Uh, beyond human recognition. So you want to be Mussolini, huh, Trump? Yeah. You'll see the world from both sides. <laughs> You'll see the world from upside down. Wait a minute. I'm going to special for my audience. I I refrain from doing comedy bits anymore. <laughs> but this one I just can't resist. 
So <clears throat> I'm going to pull up a garden variety karaoke because uh, even though it goes against my grain, it's quick and dirty and quick and easy. So I just happen to have it right here. And just, just for you, my audience, <laughs> Don Trump's perspective of being Mussolini eh, up until a certain point that I'm certain he isn't aware of, and that's what happened, and uh, he ain't going to like it. I see the world from upside down. Melania and me are just hanging around. My ego says I am the greatest leader in the world. But I really don't have any money at all. I'm the greatest leader in the world. The leader's got to lead, and that's what I did. I lead. I'm a big leader. I'm leading over here. <laughs> so when they hang uh, Mussolini, I'm sorry, Trump, uh, Mussolini upside down. <laughs> Stupid. Crazy fucking asshole, like all of his followers. Oh, you see that up there, Cletus? He's a big leader. He's a he's a brave man. He took a, on a COVID and he 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 beat it. He look, he beat it. He didn't beat it, not the COVID anyway. And besides, he couldn't beat it. He couldn't find it to beat it. He's walking around. When you're a sociopath, you don't. Re I don't even think he realizes. Maybe he does realize it. He's getting people sick. And he's killed from his neglect and inaction and egotistical, maniacal bullshit. It resulted in basically him killing 210 or, or more now, thousand people and more. And he's not to mention he's taking down all the personnel around him in the White House and he's infecting the White House where it's probably going to have to get torn down and rebuilt because it's going to be permeated with disease like his followers they are disease that little that i know you're hearing is 35 percent or 30 percent no it's more like five percent of this country and if you saw the proud boys out in front of his hospital there wait why even out look it was about 30 people about 30 man people out there and no uh to my Neil Rogers fans out there, I can't find it. I know you've you've probably been wondering where's the about thirty man. I I can't find that drop. And you know the funny thing is I've got it somewhere on a dat somewhere, but I I don't know where it is. But there he was. There he was in the uh, hospital. You know he got ants in his size sixty pants, and he wanted to get out of there. And then when once they gave him the ster once Doctor Conley gave him the steroids, oh, that was it. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get out of this. Well, Mr. President, I don't think it's a very good idea. I'm going to get out of here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here's my tongue. Let's not go backwards. I'm Dr. Connolly, and I'm here to treat you like gold. I'm going to take a ride around the hospital in the, in the, uh, the beast. I'm going to wave at all of my Proud Boy fans. I don't think that's a good idea. I'm going to do it. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. That's my impression of Sean Con... I'm sorry. Dr. Sean Connolly. Sean Connolly. <laughs> Kissing orange ass. You know, he was appointed by... Guess who he was appointed by? Uh, to, to replace Ronnie Jackson. Remember Ronnie Jackson? I can assure you the president only weighs 150 pounds. He's stronger than Superman. He's going to live 200 years. Ronnie Jackson, yeah. Well, Sean Conley was handpicked by Dr. Feelgood. Where are they getting these doctors in the Navy? I was in the Navy. I was an airman. I could have, had I known, I could have just said, no, I want to be a doctor. Okay, we'll put him for your transfer. Where are they getting these assholes? I don't know. Somebody gets their face burned off by a jet engine on an aircraft carrier. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> Let's think forward, not go backwards. <laughs> Where are they getting these assholes? And how the fuck are they, uh, they become doctors? 
They couldn't practice uh, basketball, let, let alone medicine. I'd rather be treated by Dr. Ed Norton, who went to Oxford. And uh, he, he has more medical knowledge. Dr. Ed Norton has more medical knowledge under his pork pie hat than any one of these naval doctors. You know, this guy, he not only Ronnie Jackson, I doubt he has much of a practice going now down there in Texas because he's running for orifice. And it's likely his campaign contributions came from the drug cartel that he used to sell the drugs for. <laughs> Greg Abbott. What are you afraid of, Greg Abbott? What are you scared of? you got to shut down all the uh, voting places. You want to just put one drop-off box per county. What the hell's that mean? Are you scared, Greg Abbott? What are you afraid of? Hey, Abbott! Where is he? Where's Greg Abbott? Oh, here he comes now. Hey, Greg. When are you going to take a stand, huh? That's not nice to make fun of the handicapped. He's mentally handicapped and physically handicapped. Almost as much as that guy in the Geico commercial. The, the guy who's half man and half motorcycle. That's a handicapped man. I, I guess instead of like a, a board and four wheels, he's on a motorcycle. And uh, they're exploiting handicapped people on that Geico commercial. Or is it progressive? I don't know. It becomes a blur after a while. Greg Abbott... Who cares about him? Make fun of him all you want. He's off the sensitivity list. Fuck him. Greg Abbott. Hey, Abbott! I've been a bad boy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this guy Connolly, he, he ruined his reputation. Rather than putting in for a transfer or asking to be relieved of a uh, presidential White House duty... Instead, he cashes in his reputation as a doctor, his reputation as a man of medicine, violating the hypocritical oath or Hippocratic oath, violating everything that has to do with the field of medicine. He cashes it all in just to get his tongue up some orange ass. He's ruined for good. And soon as Trump's out of there, one way or another, he will be too. And if, and if he's not booted out on a dishonorable, he'll probably wind up getting transferred to uh, the South Pole or something. Taking the temperatures of polar bears or something. With his tongue like he did with Don. This guy stinks. This guy's an asshole. And the press is sitting there. Really, are you going to tell us what the lung scans are? Let's move ahead, shall we? Let's not look backwards. Let's not look backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you saw a press conference like like me didn't you want to give that guy a good slap across the face sean conley <laughs> are my teeth shiny how do i look in front of the press here <laughs> i'm not at liberty to say i'm not at liberty to say i need to take some liberty and get laid He's a quack. A fucking quack. Well, my medical team here said they all agree that uh, he's going to be fine. Oh, everything's fine. He's walking around with COVID. He's got pneumonia. If you're in a hospital, and I have this on good authority, if you're in a... Because I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? But people who are smarter than me say, many people say... If you're put on steroids, you've got pneumonia. He has walking walking pneumonia, I guess, because he's walking. But he definitely has a pneumonia. And if they didn't want to show you the lung scans, you can bet your bottom dollar, Pally, that he's got COVID riddled all over his lungs. And why? Big reason, because he was playing grab ass with Hope Hicks. Yeah, there's pictures of him playing grab ass with her. I don't think she she's more of a tease. She's a slut tease. I don't think she actually puts out because she thinks it like these Republican bitches in, in the White House. Like Kaylee. Go back to Tampa, Kaylee. You lying little 
bitch. And no, you're not hot. You have no ass. Just an emaciated, skinny malink and couldn't tell you the time of day if it was the truth. <sighs> Go get your uh, Tampa Rays hu- uh, the picture husband. Get him sick, too. I think you got kids. Yeah, get them sick, too. Get everybody nice and sick and then lie about it. Say nobody is. Because you're a little liar. You're just a Tampa Bay housewife. And a good Christian, too. Which means, according to Christianity, you better get back home, get in the kitchen, and be an obedient little girl. Do as your husband says. That's what Amy Covid Barrett says. That's what her sect says. You will be an obedient woman to the man in your home. How'd you like to be a fly on that wall in that house? Well, he's just a dumb jock anyway she's married to. I don't know if they have that reality show, Housewives of Tampa, but she, she would be on there, infecting all the other housewives. She's a little disease bomb, just like uh, Hope Hecoff's. Go back to Tampa, Kaylee, and leave everybody else alone out of harm's way. They think they're hot stuff, man. Oh, they're too hot for you. And they're not. Not really, no. 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 Oh, she's a... Okay, for the uh, Trump supporters, who the best they could get is a 400-pound barbecue Betty Sweathog, when they see those women, they go, Oh, she's hot. I mean, they said that about Sarah Palin. Come on. (laughs) Sarah Palin, she is hot. And remember McCain introduced her? Huh? Huh? What do you think? Huh? Look at this broad over here. (laughs) Oh, she's hot. Those of us who know better <laughs> know they're, they're really not. They're well put together. They know what they're doing. Oh, yeah, they got the right touch. But no, they're really not that hot. They think they are, though. They're strutting their stuff in five-inch spikes. In some cases, six-inch spikes. Now, I used to dance in those. But I, I don't see how they can walk through sod in, in, in six-inch spikes. Unless they just do it on their tippy toes. But they're wearing fuck-me pumps. Those good little Christian Republican patriotic girls are uh, wearing fuck-me pumps. They all wear fuck-me pumps from the first hooker on down. And reports say that uh, Hope Hicks uh, was going around kissing all the boys, kissing all the airmen, kissing all the uh, military staff. Oh, how how sexy and sweet! Now they're got now they got COVID. I got kissed by a girl. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. Their arrogance is stratospheric. It's it's out of this world. I'll never get it. Never going to happen to me, right, Stephen Miller? <laughs> Yeah, COVID to you who, woo-hoo. <laughs> Stephen Miller, that little Nazi pig. Well, I got to say this, it's affecting all the right people for a change. It's affecting all the people we'll never miss. Bye-bye-bye. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Absolutely correct, sir. And let's hope it keeps on going. Let's, COVID's going to be permeating every room in that White House. The West Wing, the Left Wing, the Right Wing, the uh, Chicken Wing, the Wing-a-ding-ding, the, the uh, Oval Teen Office, everything. It's going to be, if Biden gets in, they're going to have, he won't be able to go in there. They're going to have to tent it. They're going to have to call the Orkin Man in there. You know how expensive that's going to be? How long it's going to take for them to sanitize the White House? Let alone the House of Congress and wherever else, uh, uh, the Senate. They have to fumigate it all. Because, you see, because Republicans, they bathe in filth. You see, uh, the, the only difference between, and, and they want to get, you're going to see this. That's why they want to get Amy COVID Barrett on there so desperately. It's not just abortion. They want to pass, they want to get this. A religious freedom, religious liberty, or whatever they want to call it, which is basically Sharia law, Christian Sharia law. They want to make that the law of the land. Five percent of the American population. They want that. They want Christian Sharia a lower. 
That's what the religious liberty or religious freedom or all the different names they use for it. That's the bullshit they want to make a constant law of the land. Religious liberty. That 5% of the U.S. population. Why? Because they have the media and and the power. They got the money. Who gives it to them? They're stupid lick spittle uh, suckers. I'm going to give all my money to Jerry Falwell Jr. He's an upright, good-standing man of God and Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And you know what his doorbell says? Don't ring if you don't swing. No. Say, did you know that the esteemed Dr. Sean Connolly, did you know that he recorded a song? I happen to have it right here. And it's never been more appropriate. Here he is, Dr. Sean Connolly. Well, I work in the rear, and I've got no fear. Only go where no man has gone before me. Now bite your lip, and remove that slip. An acquired taste that leaves you empty. The easily disgusted think that it's heinous. But like a spaceman, I'm circling Uranus. Rectum. It tastes like a penny to me. The sweetest painter I've seen. Your moon is shining on me. Tastes like a penny to me. Well, ashamed and depraved. The tongue lashing I just gave Makes the hair on my neck stand straight up Now I'm a real trooper Got my tongue up in your pooper Squeeze out enough juice to fill a Dixie cup I got a mustache made of feces My friends call me number two I heard you yelling caca But I prefer doo-doo it tastes like a penny to me The sweetest painter I've seen Your moon is shining on me It tastes like a penny to me Now put away that KY Cause darling, I'm going in dry Trust me I won't hurt you Things get nice and loose When I derail your caboose Choo-choo And I wash it all down With a nice cold brew Doing what I do Leaves me feeling like a man You'll find it hard to sit down When I get done with your can It tastes like a penny to me Sweetest painter I've seen Your moon is shining on me It tastes like a penny Tastes like a penny Tastes like a penny to me So concludes part one of the Brit Summer Show. And you're going to want to stay tuned for the rest of it on uh, thebritsummershow.com. Or maybe uh, it's floating around here somewhere on the radio station, the, the full hour show. But your best bet is to just stay locked in to the online version. And we'll have a lot more for you in store there. And for everybody else on the ground, thanks for tuning in. And maybe there's a good chance I'll see you again here on And now, more of Viewers Truly Brit Summits. Real excellence in broadcasting.
Yeah, n- another Brit Summer Show Memorial. Another one. We lost two more last week. Eddie Van Halen and Johnny Nash. Now, Johnny Nash, you know from, I can see clearly now. That was a, a monster hit that he had that everybody's familiar with. But the one I like is this one here from 1968. And I think this is the one Hope Hicks used to say to all the airmen. I don't want to hear it. No more fussing and fighting, baby. Hold me tight. Let's let bygones be bygones. Let's think about tomorrow, girl. Our future's bright. Well, I know I was wrong, but I was just a fool, too blind to see. You were the only girl for me. Oh, but now I see the light, and everything's gonna be alright, baby. I've never been a big fan of reggae, but sometimes it's okay. But I've always felt that reggae was best played on the overhead in a seafood restaurant. I think it lends itself well to eating seafood. But I will say this song should be included among the bapa songs of the 1960s. There were a lot of bapa songs back then. Well, I know I was wrong, but I was just a fool, too blind to see. You were the only girl for me Oh, but now I see the light And everything's gonna be alright Baby, hold me tight Girl, you know I We lost another guitar god. Eddie Van Halen, 65. Yeah, Johnny Nash and Eddie Van Halen. You know, when I first got the news that he passed away, I'm thinking, boy, now, now I feel old. But he was only 65. I mean, when I was buying their album, and yes, I did buy Van Halen album, and he was older than me. So no, I guess I don't feel well. It's just that we're losing all, all of our talents, just dying. Uh, I want to play something fun at the bottom of the hour, not memorials every week. I love when amateur guitarists say, Van Halen was okay, but he wasn't all that. <laughs> oh yeah? Master of the Hammer. Everybody's gonna play Really Got Me, but I wanna play this one. Satisfied. Oh, what? 
stop me when I'm passing by. Okay. No. They say all my flavors can't you satisfy. That Roth is such a ham bone. I like this song though. If David Lee Roth sang this song now, it would sound like this. The rock and roll didn't die. It was just stopped by the big, fat, sweaty hand of corporate America. Well, we see no profitability in that. We can't afford that. Spoon feed them some rap tracks. Nice and easy and cheap. No, rock and roll's not dead. It's just on hold. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show on iTunes, Skyhawk Radio, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, and thebritsummershow.com, which brings you to SoundCloud, which is paid for and supported by the generous help of my listeners. And I cannot let a show go by without my absolute gratitude and thankfulness to Ernie. Thank you, baby. Yeah. Thank you, baby. Oh. Thank you so much, Ernie. I'd like to welcome a new listener to the show, former Neil Chronic, the Chronic from Cocoa Beach. Or as Paul Lynn would say, the Chronic from Cocoa Beach. Glad to have you aboard and find out that we have a Steppenwolf fan. For some reasons, <laughs> Steppenwolf songs lend themselves to what's going on right now. And we have a Steppenwolf fan uh, in the audience. And uh, why not? I'll play this way. I just played it, but uh, why not? I'll give it another spin just for you. There have been more than 100 confirmed cases of COVID-19 associated with a motorcycle rally in Sturgis, South Dakota, including six New Hampshire residents. Get your motor running. Head out on the highway. <laughs> Looking for adventure. In whatever comes our way. <laughs> yeah, gotta go make it happen. I'm dying over here. Born to be wild. Dumb as dirt. Hey, stupid. Born to be wild. Feeling stupid? I know I am. Crowds of maskless motorcycle enthusiasts gathered August 8th. Some people are really fucking stupid. Did you ever notice that? How many really stupid people you run into during the day? There have been more than 100 confirmed cases of COVID-19 associated with a motorcycle rally in Sturgis. God damn, there's a lot of stupid bastards walking around. Look at it this way. Think of how stupid the average person is and then realize half of them are stupider than that. And it doesn't take you very long to spot one of them, does it? Take you about eight seconds. You say, this guy is fucking stupid. South Dakota has announced possible COVID-19 exposures. Born to be wild. We will all die. Oh, we're fine. <laughs> He's dead, Jeff. You won't see him no more. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show, and my question to you is: worst debate moderator ever in the world? Susan Page. Oh, so bad. She sucked. She was the worst. That fucking bitch. Mr. Vice President, Mr. Vice President, Mr. Vice President, Mr. Vice President. Ms. It was reminiscent of Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs. After Anthony Hopkins hung up the phone and she's still on the phone talking to nothing, saying, Dr. Lecter, Dr. Lecter, Dr. Lecter. 
Dr. Lecter, Mr. Vice President, Mr. Vice President, Mr. Vice President. <laughs> it was, well, in the scheme of things, I have to say, it doesn't mean much right now, that debate. I really thought that uh, Kamala was going to come out there and just pummel him into submission. And I was wrong. Yes. Along with other people, too. Turns out she just did a uh, very safe... No, and then she was coached by uh, Booty 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 Judge. So, so obviously, he just said, let's be calm, let's be reserved, maybe smile, and uh, don't resort to what happened last week. In other words, don't answer any questions and do a, a very delicate political tap dance. Paige was lobbing her very easy questions. Uh, she lobbed it to her softly, and uh, Kamala just bunted safely. She had a couple of good points, but that was about it. There was a couple of times when she really could have called him out on the lies, and she just smiled. But like I said, with everything else going on, that pales into insignificance, especially when you consider that there was a plot to kidnap and kill a governor of a state. Fueled by none other than you-know-who, who is a sick, drooling douchebag. And will anything come of the 25th Amendment? To th no. 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 It's just a statement. And it's all very, very nice, but... Uh, I mean, other than the fly on uh, that pile of shit's head, that was, that it's going to be uh, pressed into the pages of forgotten memories. So relax. The worst is yet to come. <laughs> the worst is yet to come. Especially next week. Oh, man. I'm, I'm dreading. With each day, it just gets worse and worse. The only good news that's happened is that his campaign has completely disintegrated. He's got nothing left but his big mouth and his, and his Twitter account. That's it. Oh, and not to mention his 5% uh, of the population base. Not 30. 13 of these terrorists are now in jail and will probably stay there for the rest of their lives if Bill Barr doesn't intercede and give them, gives them uh, uh, awards and uh, uh, praises them as patriots. But he just lost a, a piece of his base there. You lost 13 votes, Trump. Well, I don't know what the laws of the state of Michigan are, but I don't know if they're allowed to vote in, uh, in prison. They may not have the time to. And I've drawn a line to Tim McVeigh, and it's accurate because uh, it was the same thing. A group of terrorists calling themselves a militia. We're patriots. And you know who's behind all of this? Do you know who's behind? And what have I been talking about? For the entire duration of my radio show, who is behind it all? Hate talkers on the radio. They were getting, remember when you saw the videos of them raiding the Capitol building in Michigan? And it was the same guys that they, they arrested that with the guns and the weird beards. Where were their directives coming from? Who was giving them directions and uh, the schedules and all that? Yeah, it was online, but primarily it was Hate Talk Radio in Michigan, local AM Hate Talk Radio. They just had their radios on, and it was, and they were feeding them that. We have to make it clear to Democratic leadership, if Biden gets in, I'm pretty sure he will. I hate to say that. I don't want to get too happy. But we have to make it clear to our Democratic leadership that the airwaves uh, should not be used as fuel for hate. Opinions? Yes. Freedom of speech? Yeah. But this is directives and orders and strategies being delivered to hate groups. And that's, and you know what? Who's directly responsible? Radio station management and ownership. This is their ideal. This is what they like. They want death. They want hate. And if they think they're going to get ratings, I'd like to ask them, how would you know if you don't subscribe to any ratings services? Hmm? No PPM, no Nielsen. I don't even know if Arbitron's around anymore. They don't subscribe to radio ratings, so it's just an idealistic strategy. It's just, uh, it's radio ownership and management's lust for death. 
And it's not for ratings, because like I said, they're not in any books. Most of them. What you'll find in the, uh, mainly in smaller towns, what you'll find in the uh, ratings books are FMs. Only in the bigger markets you'll find AMs that subscribe. So when they say, when you hear the number one rated program, blah, 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 they're full of shit. And I'll, <laughs> I'll bet you each and every one of those weird beards. And did you look at these dumbasses? Oh, <laughs> if you had to draw a picture of a stupid, drooling, redneck, inbred, dumbass, all 13 of them. And that's his base. The dumb ones. And you hear the, uh, not, not the recordings, but the transcribed recordings. We're going to get that bitch. They're, they didn't get through the third grade, which is perfect for Trump followers. The dumbest, unprincipled scum of the earth. Oh, and good Christians, too, like Amy COVID-19 Barrett. The vocabulary of the average American stops growing by age 18, and a lot sooner if you live in the Ozarks. To make a positive impression and to get ahead, you need an advantage. You need Hillbilly Verbal Advantage. With Hillbilly Verbal Advantage, you'll learn key power words that will make you seem smarter than you really are. Words like gruesome. Woo-wee, have you seen Billy Bob's boy, young Billy Bob? I hardly recognized him. He sure has gruesome. Raffle. You best get out of here or I'll let this raffle do the talking for me. Spearmint. I heard that old Doc Frankenstein was doing all sorts of weird spearmints in his basement. Give your vocabulary the boost it needs with Hillbilly Verbal Advantage. Call today! Catholic? Questioning your faith? Feel you need divine intervention or at least divine counsel? Well, now there's a hotline just for you. You have reached the Vatican. Today's moral issue, abortion. If you are pro-choice, press 1. Thank you. You are going straight to hell. Find out where the church stands on today's issues and where you stand with the church. Today's moral issue, birth control. If you use contraceptives, press 1. Thank you. You are going straight to hell. Get the straight poop from the pontiff 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call 1-900-HEY-POPE. Today's moral issue, premarital sex. If you engage in premarital sex, press 1. Thank you. Have fun while you can, because you are going straight to hell. Call 1-900-HEY-POPE. That's 1-900-H-E-Y-P-O-P-E. Just 50 cents a minute. Remember, you can pay now or pay later. It's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. Father O'Toole, God. I met a priest when I was 11. He said he would save my soul. But we made a detour on the way to heaven. And into his bedroom we did take a stroll. Well, he was standing in his underwear. Told me to bend over and say a prayer Pulled up his robe and went back, thank you ma'am I got molested by the preacher man behind the rectory The next day I felt like a sinner And I showed up to get communion but on my tongue, that was in a wafer, and it wasn't wine a dripping off my chin. Well, he was standing in his underwear, told me to bend over and say a prayer. Pulled up his robe and went, ma'am, thank you, ma'am. I got molested by the preacher man behind the rectory. Yeah, he was standing in his underwear Told me to bend over and say a prayer Pulled up his robe and wham bam, thank you ma'am I got molested by the preacher man behind the rectory You're still listening to the Brit Summer Show, yeah, I'm still here And just to sidetrack for a little bit As you know, I am a motorhead And uh, I like cars So, there's a couple of Facebot groups that I, I joined that, that are car related and uh, classic cars. So one of them is called uh, American Car Nostalgia. Now, 
I know that the moderator of this group is Russian. <clears throat> I know this in advance. Not so much. He's not a bot. But the administrator there is fascinated with classic American cars, and understandably so, because Russia has yet to produce a decent automobile. They have never built a decent car, and probably too drunk to do it. And if you look at the pictures of Moscow and their traffic and all that, you will see on the road uh, Mercedes, BMWs, Jags, Land Rovers, uh, and a few high-end American SUVs. But there are, and the Russian cars are like unnoticeable. They have them, but they're, they're like, they're junk. It's like, they're too drunk to build a good car. So, and, and I guess that they're still using molds, uh, machine molds from uh, the, the, the Packard plant. Because for years, the cars they were building here, Outside of the little shoe boxes with the four wheels, uh, the uh, luxury cars, they they look like Packards. Take a look. Uh, for years, I'm talking all, all the way up until like the 80s. That's why Brezhnev was so excited when Nixon gave him a Lincoln to drive. They have no automotive industry there. So this guy naturally is fascinated by vintage American cars, which I would say... Post-war to 1972, we did have some fascinating cars on the road. And that all went away in the mid-70s. Up until now, where the uh, tech and the handling and the powers improved. But the, the looks of them? Boring! Unless you're into minivans, SUVs, black, silver, black, silver, white, white, black, silver, white, minivans, SUVs, or uh, a bubble. A car that looks like a bubble, like what I drive. Not complaining, it's a good car, and these are probably fine cars too. It's just, to look at them, it's hard to say it was a turn-on. You look at the hot stuff that came out in the late 50s, all through the 60s and early 70s, it just gets you moist. Those were some, not just super cars, I mean, they were just, well, I would have to say, works of art in many cases. And little known fact that up until the 1980s, because everything went computerized after that. But prior to that, when cars were designed by the human hand, the interiors of all cars manufactured here in the States, all the interiors were designed by women. They were fully staffed by women who designed the dashboards, the seats, the carpet, whatever went in there. Uh, they were all women designed the interiors of the cars. A lot of people don't realize that. That's why some, like, look at the 64 through 6 T-Bird. Uh, the inside of that car is just beautiful. Uh, but you won't see that now. Now everything's modular, gray inside, pretty much gray. Or the, uh, what do they call it, the, the, the camel leather, something like that. The orangey leather. Uh, boring. N nothing. It's just, but I will say the tech and handling has improved. I mean, to the point of beyond lifting the hood and actually being able to work on it. That's over, unless you're trained in computer science, because actually what you drive these days is a computer on four wheels. But that being said, it's amusing to me that I see this Russian page of classic American cars, because I just have to tell you this. In one of them, he has a picture of classic cars, and the caption from this Russian guy is, the Edsel in 1959 was far improved from the f previous year. <laughs> and it was, the, the picture was of a 1959 Pontiac Catalina. <laughs> well, he tries. He tries. He gets the years wrong. He gets the, the makes and models wrong. But, but hey, it's all a learning experience now, isn't it? Anyway, I, I don't know why I brought that up. It's just because I... I when you talk Trump, when you talk how his lickspittle followers and the and the rest of the Republican Party are just following him blindly, blindly, like Jim Jones, like Charles Manson, and he is a genocidal fucker. There you have it, with his uh, herd mentality. I mean immunity. I mean whatever. Let's see, immunity. 
That's four syllables. That's too much for me. I'm healthy. I'm young and healthy and strong. And <coughs> do you remember, it seems like a hundred years ago, when the Goodyear Tire Company, since I was talking about cars, the Goodyear Tire Company issued employee guidelines and there was uh, no political statements are to be made or, or worn or anything. And it was just uh, bipartisan. And you don't mention politics while you're at work. You don't bring it up in front of the customers. It's a good policy to have. Uh, no MAGA hats. And then uh, Il Douchebag went after Goodyear Tires, which uh, the entire fleet, the White House fleet, are, are all on Goodyear Tires. But then I thought about one of the best tire commercials ever made. Uh, and I don't, uh, for the life of me, I can't understand why, I guess because they're pff, it's corporate, they don't know. I don't know why Goodyear doesn't redo this. Uh, their, it's from 1962, and it's one of the best arranged. But it's not really a jingle. I guess you could call it Go, Go, Go with Goodyear or something. But it was one of the best TV ads for a tire that has yet to be topped. And there was no narration. It was just a video of somebody trying to get to work, trying to get to the train station on time in snow. And the tires are given out and he's sliding back. It, there was no narration, which I liked. And it's one of the best commercial song arrangements I've, I've ever heard. And why, as something about not preserving any of their multi back then. 1962 multi-million dollar campaign ads that they <laughs> they just let it rot so i could not find a pristine copy of this i had to kind of remix it best i could i don't know who the orchestra is they might be in studio musicians but if anybody connected to goodyear corporate is listening i highly recommend you remake this commercial and well, you know something they won't because it's it's way too expensive I would love to know who the musicians are in this orchestra who made this arrangement, especially who, who's playing the drums. You, you tell me if this isn't an attention grabber. Summer Show. Yes, that's the show you've been listening to on both the Ray Didlio and, of course, online. Primarily online, because that's where all the uh, good stuff happens. On iTunes, Skyhawk Radio, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, and, of course, the Brit Summer Show, which takes you directly to my SoundCloud free downloads, thanks to the kind generosity of my listeners. Thanks for tuning in this week. It looks pretty good, uh, maybe, that I'll be back next week. Again, I'd like to welcome all the new listeners to my show. And that's the way I see the world from here. Until next time, this is Brit Summer saying, vote, vote, vote your ass off. This is their new hoax. We have with us today an undecided voter. Pardon me, sir, but why are you still undecided? I, I don't know. I export jobs. I, excuse me? My deep safe key. My tulsa. I don't know. Don't know what? I mean my so hinky. Who's hinky? I'm hinky. Oh, Mr. Hinky. Mr. Hinky. I don't know. I need more time. If you're an undecided voter, it may smell okay to you, but you could suffocate in there. Pull your head out fast.